Hello and welcome to Diets Redefined, a podcast that provides evidence-based strategies for approaching fat loss and health that nurture all the parts of you, not just what's reflected on the scales. I'm Annie, a certified nutritionist who helps menopausal women claim back their health, body and confidence for life without fads or restriction. And I'm Bex. I'm also a certified nutritionist that helps women simplify fat loss without giving up the foods that they enjoy. My aim is to make you feel confident in yourself and the choices that you make. Our aim for this podcast is to help you quit the yo-yo diet cycle and keep the weight off for good without having to give up your life. You can find either of us on Instagram. My account is Bex Biceps and Banter. Mine is at ALS Nutrition. Hey, and welcome to episode number... Three. Three. Check us out. <laughs> we're rolling with this now. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, and today's fun topic that is quite an interesting topic, again, that comes up a lot with clients. It's been um, something that we've both struggled with at times in our life. It mm-hmm. is the scales and how scales. they make us feel. Absolutely. Um, so if you are someone that tends to get affected by what the scale is saying perhaps one morning or it doesn't read what you expected it to read and then you let that impact your whole day either your mood or your behaviors um, or your eating or anything like that if you tend to be quite reactive with the scales then this one's for you Um, we want to kind of show you the light and kind of teach you how to have a better relationship with the scales and some things that you can do to go about doing that Um, and just shine some light and some truths on what is really just your body weight at a moment in time that is just your relationship with gravity yeah and and really doesn't have any other that's all it is that is all it is but again it's it has this mad effect on us and how we see stuff, how we see ourselves, how our days are impacted, the choices that we make from this one thing that we step on first thing in the morning. And it can completely make or ruin your day. Do you know what I read? um, I was reading the other day about people from slimming world that have come from a slimming world or Weight Watchers background that actually have signs of PTSD from weigh-ins. My God. Um, from weigh-ins in the past. How, Is that because it's done in public as well? Because it's done in public and you were either rewarded or not, I guess, shamed, right? Um, yeah. If you hadn't dropped weight. And the the most baffling thing I find about this, and I remember my boss used to tell me all the time, who's basically like my second mom, um, and she used to come back and be like, she used to be terrified. And she had to pop away from work um, because Slimming World was at, or Weight Watchers at the time, I can't remember which one it was, was at six o'clock in the evening on a Monday, right? Like, I can't think of a worse time to to jump on the scale. I know. (laughs) And in the night. like In the night, because of all the things that, you know, you have to, you, you've eaten during the day. There's so many things that impact your scale weight and the number on the scale that have absolutely nothing to do with body fat. And you're asking people to get on the scale to, then that is their only measure of progress. That is the only yeah. measure of what they've done for the past week and what they've been working on. That's the only way you're measuring it. 
and you're asking them to do it at the end of a day when you could have consumed, you know, pounds and pounds worth of food, mm. water, and then uh, all the other things we're going to talk about that affect the scale. And, no and yeah, people, people have like problems with it. Like it's just like, again, like, and that's not just not, it's just not nice to make women feel like that. Like yeah. it's, it sucks. And again, and I think it's that whole thing again, when we like the scales have been, I guess, demonized in a bad way because we correlate our worth to this number. And we see that it, well, a lot of people see that if you, the numbers don't go down, then you're not making progress. And, uh, you know, again, something that I bang on about and you do as well as I, there are so many other things to consider other than the scale weights. And how are you actually, what are the other methods that you are using to see if fat loss is happening? Are you measuring your body weekly? Are you taking weekly photos? Are you going off what your clothes feel like? Uh, did you have a pair of jeans that were too tight on you the other week and in the in a month's time they're actually feeling a bit better on you um what also, do you how, see what, what are the physical changes you exactly. can see in your body how are you feeling like it's 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 crazy like there are so many you don't have to actually weigh yourself right if you are pursuing a fat loss goal you can take the choice whether to weigh yourself or not um, but if you are going to weigh yourself, then yes, make sure you're also implementing all of these other measures of progress because scale weight is not representative of changing body fat levels. No, um, and it's not linear. Like it, it goes up and down because of everything that we do in a day. Um, whereas fat loss over time is linear, isn't it? Like it happens, but you can't see it until like, you've done it for weeks and weeks and weeks and then you start to notice the changes and again it comes down to I think I did a post on this the other day like um it comes down to us wanting to see the results quicker than what they're actually and physically going to happen and we then because this number that might have dropped from like one measure down it might have gone down half a kilo or it's gone up three kilos that will dictate, I've done it myself, it will dictate how I eat for that whole day. Like, mm-hmm. I, if it's gone up, I will, I will eat so crap, so, so much crap throughout a day because I'm feeling like I failed. I have not done well on this. It must be my fault. What have I done wrong? That feelings of just that you've messed up again. And, it, and like, and then that, again, it goes through your food. So it's that whole cycle again, isn't it? Of I failed. I must have done something wrong. So then I'm now going to eat to make myself feel better instead of actually thinking logically about it. Okay, it's gone up, but okay, why has it gone up? Did I train yesterday? Did I eat more carbohydrates and all of this stuff? And so our muscles are now holding on to water, which is that's why it's going to have jumped up. And, And again, it's when you can pull back and step back from seeing and having this attachment with it, which took me... Oh, it took me about eight, nine months when I actually, about two years ago, I decided this was, I was not in a good place with my relationship with food, my relationship with myself, my, I was always on a diet. I was on it. I was off it. I was following some bloody fad or another. I, I think I've done, I was doing paleo. I was, I was doing all, I was doing it all. I was training multiple times a day and I was like, how can I be training like this? The scales aren't going down. I I'm ticking all these boxes but I'm not seeing the results that I want physically or even on the scale. So 
that's when I reached out to get myself a coach because I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I cannot be the, the odd one in the world because you always feel like it's just you. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's just you going through this and you see everybody else like, well, how are they getting results? And anyway, mm-hmm. cut a long story short, what I learned from my coaching experience was that it didn't really matter as long as I was in my deficit and I wasn't restricting foods and I was staying within my calories, eventually those scales would come down and you know it took ages for me to see it but after actually recording my scale weight every day I did weigh every day I put it it was in a spreadsheet and looking at how the averages change weekly after about eight nine ten twelve weeks of seeing patterns I was like now this kind of makes a bit of sense but until I'd physically put it down on paper and started analyzing the data I would never have seen that ever hundred percent. And this is what I said to you earlier, isn't it? I used to spend my life trying to get back to this arbitrary number that I had plucked out of some past version of myself at some point in my life. Um, and I, I was obsessed with it and trying to get back to it. And if I wasn't anywhere near it, or it really kind of verged away from it, it would impact my mood for the whole day. I would be miserable. Um, and I just think, what am I doing? Why, wh- why isn't this working? And when I then started to, you know, rationalize this in my head and I learned about all the things that impact fluctuations, scale weight fluctuations, and all the things that you, you know, should be doing alongside that, that, and I learned to have a better relationship with the scales. I thought, do you know what? That number has come from I could have weighed at any point in a in the day maybe I woke up and and weighed myself but there's I don't know what I did before that whether I was really dehydrated whether I'd you know I hadn't really trained and therefore it the weight had come down if I hadn't really eaten a lot or so many of those things could have influenced why that number was what it was on that day and then I let myself my whole life be dictated by trying to get back to that arbitrary number Um, and it was a really miserable place to be in yeah and a lot of women are in a miserable place with it so let's list off then um the most common things that affect scale weight for people that maybe listen to this that don't um don't know this stuff so the first one's going to be exercising whether you've trained that day or not yeah so Uh, that yeah go on no don't so that will you know, cause your body to hold on to more water. Then you've got whether you're dehydrated, are you hydrated? Are you dehydrated? That's going to cause, you know, the same fluctuations in your water levels, which will impact the scale weight. Then you've got carbohydrates. Yeah. Carbs. Again, they will make your muscles hold on to glycogen. That weighs, isn't it? What's the science behind that? I'm pretty sure it's one gram of carbs makes you hold on to three or four grams of water yeah so it's I think it's one molecule of carbohydrates and then three molecules of glycogen so for every one yeah like one gram of carbs you have you're also storing with that three grams of water that's a lot so say you've consumed I don't I'm not very good at maths but imagine you eat like 150 grams of carbs in a day there's gonna be a lot of water in you going in just from your food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then there's so there's carbs, obviously. Um food weight then moving on to food weight. Food volume, exactly. Volume. 
whether you've been for to the bathroom or not that day yeah whether it's you've digested your food um what are the other common ones you've got salt so your yeah. salt intake will impact how much water your cells retain the same goes for alcohol consumption if it this is a big one for the weekend right so if you tend to you know you if, if your structure tends to change a little bit at the weekend so let's say you go out and you do consume perhaps more carbohydrates or you have more drinks at the weekend and you weigh yourself on a Monday that's not body fat most of the time most of that is going to be a food volume b possibly the fact that you've consumed more carbohydrates and now you're storing more water and c it could be from alcohol consumption yeah And, and you're also storing more water from that yeah. So, so getting to grips with these things, and it's not that um, we're telling you these things in order for you to go and um, modify it or change anything about those things are just oh, things God, to be accepted. No. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just for you to have an understanding of why this happens and why you can step on the scales and they are so much higher. Um, like one of my girls went away on the weekend and she was four, she works in pounds, she was four pounds heavier. But I was like, there's no way on this planet that's four pounds of body fat. She says, it's taken me four weeks to lose four pounds. I was like, yep, that's why we know it's not body fat. It's just exactly. scale weight because it, again, so just remind yourself of that and the things that we've just listed off to. You. And there are, there's even more factors that kind of like um, contribute to it. your stress levels, hormones, like hormones, is a, big one. hormones, hormones. is a massive one. So you might notice if you regularly weigh yourself that, um, I know I do well, when I, I don't weigh anymore, but when I used to track my averages, there would be an increase around PMS. Um, yeah. and again, that's hormone, hormonal water retention. And this is something really big that I instill in the women that I work with going through perimenopause or menopause. Um, it's it, the fluctuations, your hormones are all over the place. You know, there's there's nothing um, cyclical necessarily about your hormones anymore. So once, you know, you might have been able to predict, oh, this is hormone of water retention because um, I'm about to come on. That's not necessarily a thing anymore. So you might see more fluctuations in the scale if you're perimenopausal um, or postmenopause than you did before. And that's, you know, something that is really important to get to grips with so that that doesn't impact you know your your weight loss journey um yeah. and again uh, it's it's again sometimes going back to that whole like I want to be a certain number because like as you get older you might never be that number ever again purely because of like you said hormone things and the fact that you know, maybe you're putting, and again, I, I try, I think, but you may look very different at that number compared to what you were at one point in your life. Let's just pluck a number out of the air. So say like, I want to get back down to 60K, right? I might not look the same as what I did in my thirties at 60K as what I do in my forties at 60K, because again, hopefully I have built some muscle. So that will make a very different look on, on, as in body composition. Um, and also like, you just your body changes over mm-hmm. time and again it's just focusing on this one number and either wanting to be at a certain number like again you probably get it as well like I, I'd like to get back down to 
X number. This is this is kind of where I am. And like I always say to the girls, well, what happens if you feel really good in yourself before you hit this number and you've reached the, the goals that you've wanted to reach? You're, you know, you're feeling good. You're, you've got all this confidence going on. Is it worth striving to get another two, three kilos off if you're happy where you are now? What is so magical about this number, you know? That's a huge thing as well, isn't it? It's a lot of women when they I first speak to them are like, I want to weigh this number because that's what I weighed on my wedding day. I want to get back to my pre-baby weight. Yeah, pre-baby weight or the way I was when I got married. And you're like, is it that you want to be, okay, is it that you want to be that number? Is it that you want to weigh that number? Or is it that you want to feel the way you did on the best day of your life? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, again, so interesting though, because I bet not many people think of that that's why they want to do it. it. They think of the number and they associate that number made them happy. But like, you just hit the nail on the head. It's like, no, it's that memory of that when you were at that size or that number that made you happy. Um, and it's really important to remember that. Like, it's it's how you felt at a time. It's not that number that made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's another thing that you can practice um, if you are someone that gets really hooked up on the scale um, and you, you kind of let that dictate your behaviors and your eating and impact your, your journey. Like if you tend to just kind of like throw the towel in every time that you see, um, the scale weight go up, then I challenge you to also just start thinking about how you want to feel by making these changes, um, and focus on that instead, rather than the number, like just think, am I more energized now? Like, do I have more joy in my life? Am I more motivated now because I'm working towards something? Like those feelings are going to be a lot more reliable than the number on the scale. Yeah, because yeah, this number just hops around too much and it's fickle. And the scales are, they, they're like, they can be your friend if you can detach yourself from them emotionally and you can get really good data from them and you can use them to, to learn about your body and like that's what I go in when I'm coaching my girls is like okay if you're happy to weigh then let's weigh but I want to teach you what's going on in your body like let's look at these patterns let's refer back two months ago and what what was going on in your cycle at this time or when you were ovulating or when you felt really low in mood where were you in your cycle what was going on and has this happened oh does the same pattern in the weight go up at each point in, in, in your monthly cycles. And it doesn't have to be just before you come on. Like you can see a spike when you're ovulating. You can see mm-hmm. a spike like at any time throughout a month. And that's like without all the, the food, the other things that we listed earlier on. Yeah. And yeah. it's again, it's like we take, I'll take weekly averages and it's, I don't, it's, and weighing once a week. If you're doing that, please stop because you will never get a true reading of what is going on. Like it's just, in my opinion, it's the worst thing that you can do. And you don't, it's definitely not going to make you feel any better because you could have missed three days of a lower scale weight and you step on it one day and it's like higher. And then you're like, well, that's it. I haven't made any progress this week. So guaranteed you're either going to restrict yourself more than what you would have done because you think, right, I've done something wrong. So now I need to do X, Y, Z. Whereas if you'd been taking daily weights or even weighing like three days in a row, 
and taking an average off of that each week, you would see patterns. And like, again, it's like, look at the, look at the averages coming down over time. Don't look at the, the day-to-day numbers. Um, and again, you won't ever lose, like I work in kilos, so you wouldn't necessarily ever lose more than like a body fat, half a kilo a week, mm-hmm. which that's nothing when our bodies are 60% water anyway. Yeah. So we're kind of losing a, a little bit of a battle here with the scales to start off with because more than half of our body is water. <laughs> more than half of the, yeah, exactly. 60% of your body is made up of water, which, and if we've, we've just listed a whole host of reasons, um, a whole host of things that impact water retention yeah. and changes in water levels in the body that makes up 60% of your body. Yeah. So that they're about the most unreliable tool that you could possibly use in order to support your weight loss journey yeah right and it still baffles me that um you know that's what most of the diet clubs are are still using right and um, once a week like once a once week once a week oh. in the evening so like, you you've kind of got two options haven't you you've got yeah. what bex just said you you if you want to weigh then it's about getting comfortable with scale weight fluctuations understanding them learning about the patterns in your body by taking weekly averages and not just one way at a random point Mm -hmm. in time and then you know letting that impact your whole day or week or throw them out and go off you know if, 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 if weight loss is important to you and you want to track your progress then go off you know a host of other things you've got photos you've got um, body measurements, you've got how clothes are fitting, you've got how you're feeling in yourself, how you, you know, how you look, although yeah. that can be quite, um, a yeah. difficult one at times because body in Im- body image does change. Part, so the, yeah. the way you see yourself isn't necessarily that reliable. Um, sometimes. I think photos are one of the biggest and most powerful things that you can do to see your progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and comparing them and literally compare and don't compare them week by week yes like, don't do that <laughs> don't do that because again fat loss happens at a slow pace it's not going to you're not going to see the changes that you want to see every week you're going to see it month by month by month which is why we go on about like consistency doing the same things over and over again and because it takes time right so Again, remember that your photos are not going to change daily, but they will from month one to month three and Mm -hmm. compare from there and then start going, okay, now I can start seeing changes. And these changes might not be massive either. Like if you are in a larger body and you do have more body fat to lose, like it might take a bit longer to see those results and see them visually see them, but don't stop because you will be feeling things inside your body change. And even if you can't see them like aesthetically or visually, it, it, it is all happening and it's really hard and it is really cliche, but you do have to trust that process of that body fat is happening, even though you can't kind of physically see it happening in that moment when you want to see it. That's a really important point as well, isn't it? Like you actually don't technically speaking, have any control over the outcome in that you can't control your your body's what your body's telling you in terms of progress what you can control are you know showing up and ticking the boxes implementing the habits um you know 
getting out on your daily walks in the week and all of those things focus on those rather than folks putting all your attention on you know what what your measurements and what the scale is doing yeah Um, because you'll find yourself tripping up a lot less frequently if if that's what you're focusing on um because it's completely in your control yeah and this again like you you don't don't worry about the stuff that is out of your control. We spend a lot of time worrying about things that we physically can't control and we put too much energy into it. And I'm guilty of this as well. Um, like in general life and day-to-day stuff. Whereas if you just focus on what you can do each day and what is in your control, you will feel so much better and you will see the progress because you'll be sticking to your deficit. You'll be sticking to, you know, making better food choices. You'll be sticking to getting hydrated. You'll be going out for your walks. And again, because you won't necessarily be letting your emotions dictate what's going on in that day because of this number that you've seen or haven't seen, or you're celebrating the fact that, wow, I had a new low, low today. And it was in, don't celebrate the highs. Don't celebrate the lows celebrate over time as you see the progress and you're starting to get into the the smaller clothes and this, that, and the other, if the things that you want to see celebrate those things. Um, So yeah, I think we've covered that. In a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So take notes of what we've said. Like if you're going to weigh, then do it. Like we said, daily, take an average. And if you're going to not weigh, chuck the scales out and take all the other, do your photos, do your measurements and um, go by how you feel and your clothes. Like some of the girls, I get them to like visually hang up, like something that they find tight on them or doesn't fit them or they can get it on, but it's just a little bit not comfortable on them. And we go back in like eight weeks time. Okay, let's try that on. Let's see how that feels. And they're like, oh, it fits or it fits better than it did before. Um, and those, I the girls love that. They love like having a bit of, oh yeah, that's really cool. That's a visual thing that they can see mm-hmm. hanging up in their wardrobe. And they're like, I want to get into that or I want to feel better in this. And um, yeah, they use that as their, a, a measure of progress as well. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things that, you know, you, you can be doing. And I know you might have come through the kind of diet culture um, realm where <laughs> scale was, might have been the only thing you were using. Um, but challenge yourself to either, to start, you know, waking up at a really reliable and, and weighing yourself at a reliable time. It's the same time every day and taking an average and just seeing the scale move about because it will. Yeah, um, yeah. And the, I always say the more the scale jumps in a night, the more you can be sure it's got nothing to do with body fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like seriously, mine's gone up two kilos in the, overnight. I'm like, wow, what happened? <laughs> you know what? I actually, I had a really old post on my Instagram somewhere um, because I did an experiment once and I, this was at a time when I was eating quite a lot because I was trying to gain muscle at the time. Um, and I weighed myself at various points in the day with and without clothes. Um, and I wrote it all down. And I think over the day, there was like a nine pound variation in my weight. Nine pounds. I I put it on and everyone was like, holy hell. Yeah, that's interesting. And the uh, last interesting fact then to gain one pound of body fat, you have to eat three and a half thousand calories over your maintenance yep that is a lot of food people and 
like it's it can be done but it is it is quite hard to do that on a daily basis so if you think that in one day you've jumped up a pound in body fat overnight ask yourself have you consumed three and a half thousand calories over your maintenance yep (laughs) yep and then let us know the answer (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you did like well you must have had a feast yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's some eating so remember that as well because i think i always go i used to always go back to that point i was like yeah i haven't eaten seven and a half thousand calories so you know (laughs) i think i'm all right (laughs) exactly exactly yeah just just reflect like i i challenge you the next time you see you know the next time you weigh yourself and you your in your gut reaction is to think oh my gosh like i've put on that much weight over the weekend go back and look at your weekend did it involve you know more alcohol than usual possibly more carbohydrates than usual more food volume than what you were consuming in the weekday leading up the weekdays leading up to it um you know, all of those things. Also, did I consume three, three and a half thousand <laughs> calories over what I, what I need to maintain, you know, my current body weight? No, like, yeah. great. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a weight fluctuation. It's yeah. And that's it's all it is. Water retention. So there's no need to let that impact the rest of your week. hundred percent. And as always, if you are struggling, then get in touch with us. We are here. We are here for it all. Um, you can reach us via our Instagram accounts and they are also in the show notes in case you don't know what they are by now. Um, thank you for joining us and listening. Uh, and we appreciate you for being here. We do. We appreciate you. And as always, if you enjoyed listening or you think someone could benefit, then like share and subscribe. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye everyone.